Chapter 35 Shadow and Bone by Lieber Dugu Was the Netflix adaptation a success? Is it worth reading the book or better watch the show? What is this Grisha verse is all about anyway? We'll answer all these questions and more in the non-spoiler part of this chapter. As for the spoiler part, we'll apply the 3x structure on the story, we'll discuss how specific events were adapted, we'll touch on themes like loss, love, friendship, and heroism. Don't leave too soon though, not before you listen to our predictions at the end of this chapter. This could be amusing for those who already know what's going to happen. So, turn the page for chapter 35. Welcome to a new chapter of Between the Pages. We're your hosts. My name is Hanin. And my name is Esma. We host this podcast together where we review and recommend books for you to read. We divide our chapters into two categories, starting with spoiler-free review, where we tell you what the book is about and what we thought about it. And then we move on to a more in-depth analysis of the book, where we share our favorite moments, chat about the plot, and contemplate what could happen next in the series. And today we have Shadow and Bone by Lee Bardugo, a long-awaited <laughs> story that we wanted to review for a while now yeah <laughs> yes since the show was out and like we ordered the books and they came after like a month or something yeah we're a bit late yeah. to the party as always <laughs> as always like i think that should be our motto always be late to the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean there is something about us always being late which is i don't know Maybe a good thing? <laughs> we, yeah, we, I mean, only hardcore fans would still be at the party right now. <laughs> right, correct. <laughs> yeah, not fans of us, of course, fans of the series. <laughs> of course. <I> mean, <laughs> that's most likely. All right, so we'll start with the non-spoiler, um, as usual. And I think we could... That's for... Yeah. Start with the summary. Yeah, yeah. And this is only for the people who were like us, who knew nothing about the series or the ver- or the universe of Shadow and Bone. So this is to get you hooked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or hooked in. <laughs> yeah, more hooked in. Okay. So I'm, I'm assuming that most of the people have watched the show, even if they haven't read the book. But still, we're going to give you... Um, an overview of the story of what it's uh, about. So we have a main character called Elena Starkov. Mm-hmm. And cool name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love her name. <laughs> yeah. And it's an unforgettable name. Like I re- just remembered it. Like when I said Elena, I was like, oh, Elena Starkov. Yeah, yeah I remember yes, that. It has a ring to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Impossible to forget. Anyway, so we have her. Um, anyway, I'm just gonna let you take over because I don't want to spoil too much. I haven't read the synopsis. <laughs> wow, me. Okay. <laughs> okay, so we have uh, Alina Starkov who 
has a crush on her best friend, uh-huh. Mal Osterov, I think, or Osterov. <laughs> His full uh, name actually is Malian, so M-A-L-Y-E-N, Malian. Malian. Okay, but he's for most of the book and the show, it's he's Mal. just Mal. It's just yeah. Mal. Okay, it's just Mal. Uh, so, like, uh, they they they're in the army of mm-hmm. uh, Ravka, which is divided by this uh, Shadowfold. Yes, Shadowfold. Uh, they call it the Unsea. It's like it's like on the map. On the maps, it's like a sea. But it's made of shadow, so mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so they can't cross into west, the west of Rafka, and they're cut off from all the resources uh, of like the other kingdoms around them. Uh, of course, they have enemies in the south and enemies in the north, and uh, like East Rafka is starting to be their enemy, or I think that's in the show. So this is like. Uh, the world and like the world to get you in the mood for it it doesn't like it's not uh, it's not current it's not uh, like it's in the past they don't have technologies they don't have um cars or i was actually wondering wondering what when it's taking place like in yeah. in the 1900s 1800s like you can't really I don't tell know. They, they, they do have guns and automatic guns but they don't have cars so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's, just, it's like it's not it doesn't make sense a bit but it's fine okay and there are uh, people who have uh, powers they are called the Grisha hence the Grisha Burris Yes. Uh, they are defi- divided into um, three groups. I hope I pronounce each one right. <laughs> uh, the Corporalki, which is the... Wait. Corporalki? The Corporalki, which is the order of the living and the dead. They are heart renders and healers. Heart renders, heart renders can control your heartbeat, can stop it completely, make it race, you know. <laughs> and healers, you know, they heal. <laughs> And there are etherealki, no, oh uh, yeah, etherealki, mm-hmm. which are the order of the summoners. There are squalors, inferna, and tide makers. They manipulate air, fire, and earth. And then Alina becomes one of them, uh, the sun summoner. Yeah. And uh, like for them, she's the savior. She's the one who's going to destroy the fold. And that's like the main um, goal of the book i think like the going on yeah and the third group are the materialki the order of the fabricators there have uh, two categories duras and alchemy they're basically people who make their weapons their clothes their like they make things okay yeah 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 i remember yeah. that <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i guess that's all about the world uh, the world uh, their goal uh, now we're missing one very important character. <laughs> Let um, me introduce him. <laughs> okay, you go ahead. <laughs> the Darkling. <laughs> or aka Alexander... Um, what was his second name? Kerrigan. Alexander. Yeah. General Kerrigan. And we don't know his name in the book. That's from the show. They named him Gen- General Kerrigan or Alexander for Alina. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh but in in the book, it was always the Darkling. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but, like, I'm glad the show gave him a name. <laughs> that would have been so <laughs> frustrating, not knowing it. <laughs> I mean, we could know it eventually later in the series. Yeah. We don't know. <laughs> we just read the first book. 
I mean, okay. in terms of story, I think I would. I think there's no right way to do it, like in terms of TV show and the book, like which one mm -hmm. to do first. I think both if you do the show first and then the book or the book and then the show, it's they're both wonderful experiences. But I would have preferred if I had watched the show later or mm -hmm. as I was already doing while I was reading, like I was reading uh, several chapters and then I would watch the scenes in the show. But I had, yeah, I, I had, that as well. I had already watched the show, but so it was like a rewatch. But <laughs> um, I think it would be cool for people to do it at the same time, you know, like, uh, it, like read several chapters and then watch the scenes, and then yes. keep on reading and then watch the scenes because mm -hmm. ten out of ten, the show really nailed it, even though they omitted a, a couple things but they even made it better like some mm -hmm. of the parts in the story were a lot more entertaining in the show yes um than in the book but mm -hmm. anyway yeah i think yeah we're gonna we're going to compare them yeah like, in a bit uh i guess <laughs> let's go on with the summary uh so yeah this general kyrgan he takes uh Elena sort of under his wing <laughs> mm -hmm. uh to teach her how and train her how to uh, use her powers funny though he doesn't like he doesn't do it himself <laughs> he just take her takes her to... <laughs> yeah <laughs> I thought that would be uh, like a recent Feyre thing but no it didn't happen that way uh, anyway so the so their goal is to destroy the shadow fold and then things happen and plot twists and stuff so <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I guess that's it for you uh, who know nothing about it. Yeah. And for people who know the story, like, I hope we didn't screw it up. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you did a pretty good job. You better than me. I would have, like, rambled on for a couple minutes and <laughs> would have been wondering, okay, should I have said that? Should I have not have said that? Because <laughs> we hate spoilers, you and me. Like, yeah. we don't like it if anyone spoils anything because that's half the fun of reading True. you know yeah all right <laughs> so that's for the summary um okay uh i think um like as we've touched on watching the show before the book or like reading the book and then watching the show or doing them simultaneously <laughs> mm -hmm. i think simulta simultaneously it is i think it's fun yeah um, i agree and then i guess i guess go with your instinct like just start the book and then see if you're gonna watch the show as a whole or just like watch as, until until the part that you've read you know yeah we do have instinct for these things but for us we couldn't wait we wanted to watch the show until the book came like like we said we waited a month so <laughs> we needed something we waited a long time <laughs> yeah but i guess let's compare on like uh, how they did it in the show, I love that they told it from the third person. Uh, unlike the book, they made it from Alina's point of view. Yeah. So we got uh, to know things that each character didn't know about the other. Uh, which was like we were in the know. And I love that about third person <laughs> and narr narration. And they did it pretty well. Something that was like that confused us at the beginning was like... Um, the duology Six of Crows 
uh, why is it like in the show the events happen years after the trilogy of Shadow and Bone like is it happened I mean so why how did they integrate it uh, it was pretty cool they integrated the characters of Six of Crows but not uh, the events uh, so basically what I know about these characters that they are I think criminals they are just humans who don't have power uh, but they go like on heists and missions and stuff <laughs> so and they're uh, in the show their their heist was basically to kidnap the Sun Summoner um, whether they succeeded or not I guess watch and see <laughs> but their characters were hilarious <laughs> yeah uh, they were they, they they were amazing I tell you <laughs> and they they gave the show they made the show richer of course um, yeah, I mean, if I imagine the show without, like, the parallel storyline from Six of Crows, I think it would have been pretty dull and wouldn't ha there wouldn't have been much content. Because I think if uh, they had done it only Shadow and Bone, I think it should have been a movie and not a series. But mm -hmm. because yes, they true. combined Six of Crows and Shadow and Bone in one, it um, it's, like, blended wonderfully, you know? It's... yeah. And it's seamless. It really, it really made it uh, in a, 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 like a universe. Like they really tackled the universe. Yes. And like not just the book. And yeah. they went big. <laughs> and they went home. <laughs> like they really did it well. Yeah. Huh. And tell you what about um, when we were reading, I'm, I'm pretty sure that uh, I can only speak for myself. I don't know if you did the same. <laughs> um, I skipped the parts from Six of Crows. Sometimes. Me too. Me too. <laughs> until they 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 aligned. Yeah, like, yeah. Until the events became very aligned. Yeah. And amazingly enough, I did not miss any pieces of, of information. So mm -hmm. they're they're still part of each other, but they're separate. You know. So even if you skip the scenes from Six of Crows or you skip the scenes of Shadow and Bone, they're completely unrelated stories. But mm -hmm. they also they come... are stories on their own. Yeah, they are stories on their own. Yeah, mm. and I love that. But like, like think about the work that they put in. You know, like uh -huh. to make it so to make them one part, one piece, but still yes. like water and oil. You know, like they're in one they cup, were, but they're yes, separate. Yes, they were. They were two separate timelines who intersected at one point and like had the same resolution. You know. Yeah. Uh, and they were like two groups from different countries and uh, in the same universe and they came together mm. and like each had their own journey and their own development oh and the character development it was amazing <laughs> it was mind-blowing yeah. they they were really round characters like, yeah they started missing things and having imperfections and they went on and grew into themselves and yeah I also found that they, like, with the casting, yes, they had an amazing cast. But, like, when I read the book, I was like, Mal has blue eyes. <laughs> the actor <laughs> doesn't. And the Darkling actually looks quite younger uh, in the book than in the show. Yeah. But, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's still acting the same age of the Darkling as it's in the book he just doesn't look like it that's the problem <laughs> <True>. yeah <laughs> i mean they they did a pretty good job looks wise 
mm-hmm. like aesthetic wise from the actors they fit perfectly especially mal i think mal was like i couldn't see but him in the in the novel alina yeah. was a bit hazy i think alina started to take a different um face in my head in the novel mm-hmm. not really the actress from the show me too me too because like in the show they did a twist on it they made him they made her from uh, the southern country yeah. uh, i mean the country to their to their south mm-hmm. um the shuhan uh so she was like sort of bullied because she looks different than Rafkins. Uh, in the book, she was just bullied because she looks weak <laughs> and like a little mousy or something. But yeah. yeah. I mean, I think they added that because of like the racism that's happening around us and trying to normalize mm-hmm. um, treating everyone the same. And yeah, like, you know, the, the, yeah. the usual. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the usual. <laughs> Okay, so that's for comparison. But I also wanna yani wanna put this show in comparison with others. Like take Shadow Hunters, for example. They tried to do the same thing. They tried to bring in the Shadow Hunter Chronicles into a show, like to have more screen time and like show most of the events. Cause like if you've read Cassandra Clare, you know a lot happens. <laughs> A lot happens in a few days or like just a week or like a few weeks. And yes, I think that needed more screen time than the films. But still, in my opinion, the film was amazing for an adaptation. And I wish they just went on with it and not have gone and done the show. Yeah. Like compare this to Shadow and Bone. Shadow and Bone, no, they did it. Like on spot. <laughs> uh-huh. who, was, <laughs> who was the director on Shadow and Bone? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure, but with these things, each each episode has a director. Right, uh, I remember that. Right. Yeah, but but uh, it's Lee like Bordugo, Outlander. Bordugo was yeah yeah like Outlander. Outlander. And any other show, I guess, <laughs> and Game of Thrones and Handmaid's Tale. I swear to God shows that have different directors are always so much more successful it's a fact it's a fact it's a fact it's a fact because like with shows that have different points of views and you get like a lot of creative minds because Mm -hmm. and so you don't have a block never i mean they do have the same producers and Mm -hmm. the, the author was a producer on this show yeah i don't think cassandra claire was no cassandra claire took a producer role i think on her adaptations but she hated both of them (laughs) in the end i mean like what what went wrong with shadow hunters was the character for me like the characters weren't who they were like in the book Mm. they were different people and then i couldn't watch like the like uh, despite the events being the same not the same as well (laughs) no they weren't even the same (laughs) Uh, like put that aside the characters weren't the same like it wasn't the same thing and People would argue that like adaptations should change, so it's not like a copy paste of the book. But look at Game of Thrones; it was a copy paste of the book, and it was amazing. <laughs> we haven't read the books, but yeah, <laughs> that sounds like a mess, a complete yeah. mess. But you know, take uh, it take it from someone who hasn't watched the show. I know we've been talking a lot about Shadowhunters, even though we should be talking about Shadow <laughs> and Bone. Yeah, but I tell you that even people who haven't read the book can feel the success of a series uh, or not. Like mm. the feel of it was completely off. 
I could really yeah. tell. Like when I watched the movie, it was fabulous. It was so it wasn't just me. <laughs> unforgettable. Okay. I still yeah. for, like remember scenes to this day. Yeah, and the music and the music was amazing. <sighs> yeah. yeah, but the show didn't even last like twenty minutes into the episode. It was terrible. <laughs> It was. I, I, I endured a whole season and then I was like, why? Nah. Why did you do that to yourself? Oh my God. I was like, maybe, maybe. <laughs> no one to let go, honey. No one to let go. <laughs> yeah. But I would put Shadow and Bone with Hunger Games, Twilight, like all the like successful adaptations out there. Yeah. Yeah, Hunger Game Games. Thrones. Yeah, I was just I wanted to mention Hunger Games as well. They really did mm. a good job. Yeah, they did. And they, they were Potter. movies yeah. like <laughs> Yes. So they, they had like movies. even smaller room to work with, just like uh-huh. a couple hours. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um like how we would rate like our rating for the show and the book. Um I don't know, on Goodreads, I'd give it a five. Out of five? Or, yeah, yeah. or four. Uh-huh. Four or five. Yeah, four? That. You should give yeah. it a 4.5. How do I like it? Well, we can't do the, f- the point, <laughs> unfortunately. Right, right. It's only in the average, so yeah. Okay. I would uh, definitely go give both the show a 10 out of 10. Mm-hmm. And or maybe a nine point nine just because of the casting of the Darkling. I mean, something was off. He looked yeah, he looked amazing, but something yes. was off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Chemistry was weird. You could you could really feel that power dynamic, you know, into yeah. that relationship. Yeah. Or yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and the um, book, I'd give it a four point five. Okay. Yeah, I'd give it a 4.5. I mean, nothing could be t- like 10 out of 10 or 5 out of 5 because nothing is that perfect. But like, of course. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll tell you why I'm giving it a 4.5 because I felt like some of the plot that was taking part or happening in the novel was a tiny bit cliche. Don't kill me mm. for this. But some of the... I would agree. Some of the turning points really felt old school you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. and i think it's not a bad thing um but i feel like if you read too much of those books it gets really repetitive um i think it can stay unique when you don't read as many books in that category you know Mm. yeah yeah it takes skill to take something that's cliche and make it new and unique um which is why one of the most memorable authors that we have is Sarah J. Maas because she takes mm-hmm. like an like a classical plot, and but still makes it mind blowing. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Okay, as I'm well not as gonna Cassandra open Clare, the... but you still haven't read anything. Yeah. For her, so. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Like this turned into a verse, a universe, and uh, and like I'm very excited to go into the next books and reach six of crows and get to know the characters in the show Mm -hmm. in the book (laughs) from the book and um yeah so i would definitely recommend uh, this book to those who haven't read it or watched the show or watched the show and haven't read the book read the book (laughs) it is pretty cool Mm -hmm. um yeah 
just one thing and i hope anyone who's listening and has the power to change it is the map in the book <laughs> it's so confusing when you watch the show and know about all these places and then not find them on the map and then they're mentioned in the book like as countries and you don't see them on the map in the book and it's so confusing right the yeah. full map is on the website I mean, I'm honestly oh, not really a map it. person. Like, even when I read the book, I don't really go back to the map and see where the place is. I don't know why I don't. Really? I really don't know why I don't do it. No. Wow. Okay. Um. Yeah. Maybe there are people who can relate. <laughs> or probably no, uh, people like me are probably like the, a small mi- minority. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are these reels on uh, Instagram where like are you a map person or not like do you put your finger on the map uh page like and whenever a place is mentioned mm-hmm. you go to the you flip to the map or not i think i'm that person yeah you <laughs> definitely are. just look at the map and then go into the book you know i forget <laughs> never look back <laughs> i forget the map is even there like oh it's like <laughs> oh right there was a map i forgot anyway <laughs> yeah already finished reading <laughs> I guess that's for the non-spoiler. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's coming is all spoilers. <laughs> this Huge. is the part where we literally go into the story and we talk about everything. So fair warning. So, fair warning, <laughs> huh? We warned you. <laughs> if you haven't read the book, this is where you should pause and then go read and come back again. <laughs> okay. Pause. 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 Did okay. You pause? <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So now, starting the spoiler part, we're going to do something a little bit different uh, uh, than usual. Usually, like we we ask you stuff or wonder what you think about something, and like you have no way, or like it's really hard to contact us and like just tell us. <laughs> so we're going to do it more organized this time. And more like interactive, sort mm-hmm. of, because yes. we wanna we want this to be a little bit more audience oriented, maybe. But I think a podcast can only be like audience oriented to a certain extent, <laughs> yeah, because true. we we are talking to ourselves, like me and you. <laughs> it's yeah. only only me and you. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we wanna like grow the interaction a little bit more. Yes. So what we're going to do is if we come up with questions before the episode or like while in while we're in it um we're going to make posts uh with them on instagram and facebook and like with the same questions and let you answer us in uh, in the comments so if you're listening to the episode and uh like hear a question and we tell you it's going to be a post you Go ahead and, and go and find it. Hopefully, it will be there within a week, for example. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Without further ado, <laughs> we thought about, like, why in the book it was Mal's idea. To uh, look for the stag. Yeah, to look for the stag and uh, and not Alina's, like, in the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did they choose to adapt it that way in the show rather than keeping it? like Mal's idea another question we thought about was why in the show we didn't get this moment of Alina like wishing or like asking Mal uh, that if the Darkling found her he ends her life so like she can't harm anyone that that is pretty intense and it happened in the book why wasn't it in the show 
Yeah. Yeah. Something else was, yeah, why did we get a kiss or maybe yeah, kisses in the book between Mel and Elena and <laughs> not in the show? Like, I know it's more intense that way in the show, but I mean, like, you were with us. I know every time someone was going to yell at the TV, just kiss, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was kind of frustrating. It brought me back to like the old days where I'd watch teenage movies mm -hmm. um, where you'd have to wait for the third movie to come out for them to have an actual kiss. <laughs> and wow. <laughs> it was like uh, like the time of like High School Musical and Camp Rock. I know you probably didn't watch any of these. I watched Camp Rock, but not High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, but you see what I mean, right? Yeah. First movie, second movie third movie they get together and then <laughs> no, come on we don't have our whole lives <laughs> watching this but, but yeah i think that's how you hook your readers and uh -huh. for adults it's not really entertaining anymore mm. to some extent i don't know maybe they wanted to go back to the like the old school mm -hmm. uh, type of entertainment which was very surprisingly entertaining you know i didn't yeah. feel like Eloa blacks the hasit and the oh sorry <laughs> i switched, switched to arabic, arabic. yeah <laughs> and i and i rolled with it you know <laughs> <laughs> um i'm gonna leave that in <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay i was saying that on the contrary that's what i was saying yeah on the contrary i find it very um like you know how do you say not nerve-wracking but something like that keeps you on your toes it's like this, mm -hmm, just mm -hmm. do it god damn it yeah <laughs> just kiss <laughs> yeah and like this hope that it would still happen yeah you know and then it doesn't and then like in wow. a way in a way like what i think about this in a way is it we it made like mal more 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 credible than darkling you know Mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. he like you know their end game they don't need to yeah. express it that way now you know But I guess we'll see. <laughs> we'll see about that. Anyway, so let us know what you think about uh, all of this. Those questions. Yeah. yeah. I was like, some, like, the first two questions, we don't really, like, have something in mind. And we're curious about what you think. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go into it. I think what we're going to do, uh, like, what we're going to do in this part uh, with Shadow and Bowen is that, like, I sort of, like, prepared many arcs. <laughs> arc notes uh, like uh, <laughs> a narrative arc a three-act structure like, uh, five stages of grief uh, just things like that so uh, let's like um, keep them coming <laughs> yeah so okay if we look at the three-arc structure of uh, shadow and bone it's pretty neat actually like we whether it's in the show or in the book We start by knowing the characters and their, like, sort of imperfections, their wants, um, and their world. And then the inciting incident happens where they're plucked out of this, uh, their normal life and goes into their adventure, their call for adventure, basically. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which in Shadow and Bone happened, um... Uh, Like, the inciting incident was in the shadow fold when Alina showed that she has power. That apparently, yeah, she doesn't know about. But, like, yeah, 
when power comes out of her and she that changes a lot of things <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, clearly that did change a lot of things <laughs> <laughs> yes and then we get uh, we get to start act two which has the rising action until like it, it goes into a climax and that climax transfer us to act three but in act two in the rising action it's not just rising you know there is an a positive beat a, a, a negative beat something like the hero uh, accomplishes something and then loses something else it doesn't have to be like uh, up and down up and down it could be up 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 down down up up you know it doesn't have to be yeah okay yeah constant <laughs> you know Con- mm-hmm. constant Uh, and then until we reach that climax or let's say the point of no return you know they lost they literally lost everything everything they've tried to do to accomplish uh, their goal their goal or the journey they were going on they they, they lose all what they have done like mm-hmm. it goes poof <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this is when they realize their need and the climax happened this is where the show off happens so we're transferred to act three and we go into a resolution where the character realizes like realizes as an accomplishes what they need not what they wanted you know uh okay. and that makes them as well as a round character they have developed something and realized something about themselves themselves so if we put the events of Uh, shadow and bone on that arc of course of course in netflix that arc goes into each episode like that's how they write their shows but they don't go into a resolution in each episode they go into a cliffhanger like where a climax happens something like they can't go back from yeah happens and then and then and then yes crawl into the next episode and they're like an interesting thing and i think we can go back to the the show and and watch to make sure like i had these i had this master class uh by an netflix executive where like he explained all this like the the inciting incident has to happen within the first 15 minutes of the show or something like that because this the is first where 15 minutes yeah it's not a lot of time yeah it's not Or like something wow. like the inciting incident, not of the whole show. Like in the Shadow and Bone, it's it's uh, when when she went into the Shadow Fold. That was yeah. pre- that was actually in the next episode, the start of the next very episode. Very early. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the inciting incident of the whole story. But the inciting incident of the of of the, the episode, episode has to be in the within the first 15 minutes. Why? Because that's where. The, the the viewers usually get hooked hooked in whether they're going to watch the entire show or not like back in the tv days that was a minute and 15 seconds huh. but when a minute and 50 yes what? like writers had to but hook that in be uh audience within a minute and 15 seconds that's yeah, what he said that... in the master class yeah right yeah like one minute and 30 seconds is a long time for an editor isn't it mm-hmm. yes six seconds for an editor is a long time already that's a long time yeah I remember when you said like when you put someone in the credits for four seconds that's a big deal yeah or something like that because it yes. stays for a long time <laughs> <laughs> a second is 24 frames for an editor <laughs> wow so yeah we uh, like anyway <laughs> yeah 
Okay, so, but where was the inciting incident in the first episode? Uh, her seeing, um... Mal? The no, oh, the ship? The, the sh reaching the shadow fold, I think. Ah. Uh, okay. And, like, knowing, and know, like, we know that this is the bad guy, you know? This is the, like, this is what this show is about, sort of. Uh, this is where you were going to continue or not by then we know we we saw her as a child i think and mm -hmm. we got to see mal and her I think yeah. there was a moment where the darkling was on the docks and he watched yeah. her go in yeah yeah that was by the I end of the episode okay no no, yeah. no 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 i'm sorry not when we saw the shadow fall that by then we didn't know the all the characters the scientific incident in the first episode was when mal got cold on uh, the ship that's what I said, yeah. Yeah, when yeah, you, you were right. Ship, yeah. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, you yeah. were right. When Mal was <laughs> called on the ship and... Uh, because we had all already, they'd already made us emotionally attached to, to Mal. To Mal so and that, Alina together, so yeah, yeah. So you're like already invested in the character mm -hmm. from the start? Yes. This is when things start happening, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, anyway, so on the scale of the whole... Uh, three acts three acts and applying them mm. to the show yes or to the story itself so going into act two the rising action is when elena gets back and she knows that like or she doesn't know like we know something happened that like put this balance upside down uh what i'm going i'm going to look at that second act through um the, the stages of grief. Okay, so the five stages of grief, denial, pain, guilt, and anger. Oh, and acceptance. Okay. So if we look at those, at, at those stages as beats in the second act, I know I'm complicating it, but it's actually quite interesting. So hang on. <laughs> so at first she's denying, like she doesn't have this power or like it, w it was a mistake. And the darkling tests her in uh, in his tent, and like, okay, I have power, but like that doesn't change anything, you know. <laughs> it doesn't have to change anything, so she's still in denial. <laughs> no, I don't even know how to use it, so <laughs> just take it. Yes, and we go on with the, like uh, her talking with the darkling. Look, can't you transfer it to anyone? And like him putting her the ultimatum of. Uh, or like the main goal of them destroying the shadow fold and like that everyone was waiting for her and like putting this huge pressure on her shoulders and her being separated from mouth. So that's a negative beat in the rising action. So now she's losing her best friend, losing normal life as a normal person in the army and uh, like being given this call to action that she is the savior. She's the one who's going to save anyone. So, of course, she's denying all of that. I'm just Alina, you know, <laughs> an orphan. I'm just an orphan. I'm a nobody. But then she goes into the little palace and starts training, starts missing Mal. So this is the pain of losing her old life. and Yeah, who, the pain that, phase. Yeah, that was practically being with Mal, you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, like, it's she expresses that a lot through her like monologues and then in the end she's just mostly i missed mal you know she wrote him letters and she didn't hear anything until then and like 
we see her in the book and in the show like feeling him around her but missing him at the same time and that's like quite painful like in the book there was this part where she's where it's like where are you mal you know uh, and like there was no answer that was so sad yeah there was this part where it's uh, yeah i miss the easy rhythm of the document's tent the comforting the comforting monotony of my life as a cartographer when nothing more was expected of me than a few drawings and a tidy work table I missed the familiar smell of inks and paper. Mostly, I missed Mel. So yeah, pain over losing her whole life. I think this kind of compensates in the show because when you have Mel's point of view, you don't have that anger towards Mel, you mm-hmm. know, because if you don't know that he's actually writing her letters as well, yeah, um, which you know during the show, but you don't know during the book yes. until very much later. So yeah. you have this... You have this feeling where you want to tell her, like, hold on, just hold on for just a couple more days. Yes. He, he's, he really cares he's about you. you. It's not what you think. And, and like, the anger is there for both of them. Both of them yeah. feel like they have forsaken each other, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. that's, like, in the anger stage. But, like, in the pain stage, they both miss each other. And we see Mm -hmm. that, like, I love the third person because of that. Like, in the book, we only get Alina missing Mal. And, like, in in the show, we get to see both of them miss each other. And it was ah, epic. (laughs) 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 Anyway, and then, like, she gets a... She starts adjusting to her life at the little palace, her life of luxury. (laughs) Not of tents and dirts and, like quick showers and you know of like having someone literally bathe her (laughs) what were you saying a completely different life basically yes it's uh it's the life she's supposed to have because of who she is who she is from the start and 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 that's where the guilt stage sets in she starts enjoying that life and what else she starts like feeling attraction towards the darkling so there is that guilt she's carrying uh but imagine how confusing that must be for her (laughs) yeah like wow in her place i'd i'd go crazy (laughs) (laughs) and also guilt over like not being able to use her powers so she can't save anyone you know that she's an imposter basically this feeling of being an imposter. And then anger sets in. When she starts feeling that Mal has left her and that she's not being that she's not good enough. Like with Bagra's frustration, with people basically worship worshiping her and like she can't show them a lick of light, you know? <laughs> uh, of being so needy of Bagra and Darkling to like amplify her power. Right, being dependent on other people and needing everyone's help. Yes, and then that there, that's when when a major plot point comes where like the Darkling uh, tells her about uh, the stag, which starts, starts to give her like hope a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and like this kicks in her acceptance like of her power, you know. She can maybe do this not just of her power of her having the power to like rid everyone of the shadow fold <laughs> <laughs> and that happened in uh, in bagra's cottage 
when she started needling her, her like in the show and where is he he didn't make plans with you and like in the book her feeling that Mal has left her behind she kept writing and writing and writing to him month has passed and she heard nothing of him and she kept holding on to him and she's and her realization when she remembered uh, like when the when when the Grisha came to test the orphans that she didn't let her power show because she was holding on to being with Mal you know he was her whole life back then her right like only yeah. ray of sunshine <laughs> and that she's still Poor holding girl. on to him now so only when she let go of him like she believed that he let go of her she showed her true power so this is another major plot point that she actually can control her power uh and that's like a huge beat like as the action is really rising like we we see a development in the character uh now she's completely like gone out of her shell of the shell of her old life mal uh the the army her being a normal girl she's became more healthy by using her power uh she she started being able to gain control of it the darkling kissed her in front of a lake at midnight <laughs> you know <laughs> so only by starting to forget she's starting she started accepting that she can actually do this and in doing so she she became more and more deceived uh by the darkling and his plans i mean there was an interest like in the book i couldn't really feel the time that was going by hmm. you know like yeah a month went by or because the changes were little by little mm -hmm. if you know what i mean yeah the arc, as much as you could see the changes, didn't feel like it was that far apart. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs> like, in the show, you can sh see the environment changing. But I think yeah. the major point in the book where you realize that a lot of time has passed is when the winter fate kicked in, you know? There was something that you thought about that maybe uh, that had a role in that grief arc about Mal oh okay okay yeah mm. I, I remember the point because this would have helped alina more in the process of acceptance mm -hmm. having her lifelong friend by her side as she discovers this new part of herself not feeling distant from her because mm -hmm. in the show we have mel no sorry i'll start with the book so in the book we have mel uh in the tent when alina was being tested by the darkling for her for her powers and he was there so he witnessed it happening and he and there would have been like um, a facial expression on her face that would have indicated she, that she didn't know about this and uh, that she's completely innocent and she didn't hide it from him. Even though Mal in the show already had this feeling that she didn't know. Um, sort of, right? Like yeah. He didn't blame her for, for hiding it. Yes. Right? Yes. And she wouldn't um, have felt that guilt of like, that was very apparent in the show as well uh of like he doesn't know he thinks i i hid it from him you know yeah yeah right right and i think the reason why they did this is because um or why they removed the scene in the show is because it would have added um too much resolution i think or too much um like removing it was better for the show because it made this stronger effect 
even when he was like running after the carriage with his wounded leg and mm. he still wanted to see her it's like this feeling of they're being torn apart is much more intense so i think i see why or i understand why they removed it but i think they should have included it because it would have been would have made such a big difference because just mal and elena are like their bond is so well and so strong that he should have been there when she was experiencing this new part of herself mm. and yeah even though he wouldn't have been part of the experience of like familiarizing herself with the process and acknowledging the fact that she's different yeah um but still knowing that he would have be he was there with her in the tent would have maybe comforted her and maybe even given her the thought of oh he's gonna come and rescue me or he's gonna come and and yeah or something yeah maybe. like this this resulted that like in the show alina was like more re abandoned yes resistant resistant to the idea of um like her having a power or like not accepting her power as in like can't you just transfer it to someone else you know while while in the book like because of that guilt you know no she doesn't that like thinking of mal i think but in the book knowing that mal was her in the tent made her later on more disbelieving of the power than just resistant to it you know yeah exactly yeah and then like in her like arc of acceptance sort of um like it was more what pushed her there was the pressures from bagra and the darkling and the apparat like cornering her and like telling her she's a saint and in that moment mm -hmm. like yeah you know so every like the throughout the rising action it was all going through was all going towards Alina finally accepting her power and when she did things started to go down <laughs> uh, like the winter fete happened and she yet again learned that like the life she 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 trusted and their life she got used to again it was turned upside down in front of her because of like Bagra's revelation that the Darkling is the black heretic. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> Plot twist. So on and so forth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. And that set her into, like, that was the point of no return, you know. She lost everything again. She lost everything she was working towards. Actually, no, no. That was, like, still going towards there. The point of no return was um in the glade you know when he finally put the color on her one of the points of no return were in the show was also when she removed the scar from her hand because oh uh, yes it's, once it's removed you can't put it back on you know mm. um although i think she can right so i think that was also like a really defining moment mm -hmm. and that was that moment wasn't in, in the book where she removed the scar as far as we know, right? Because I remember. Yeah, I don't remember this. it happening in the book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you have a stronger memory than I do, so I'm gonna <laughs> trust you on that. <laughs> uh, okay, so Act Two ends with Alina being re reunited with Mal. Re realizes she's realizes she drove. She just drove away the only person who has like the, her best interest at heart. 
like in the book they had this fight when they met in the mm-hmm. show however they didn't even meet <laughs> uh, at the palace I mean right yeah. yeah at the palace yeah yes and, and I think that was much much cooler y- I think this yes we were like when are they going to be together <laughs> like when is the tension when are they going to reunite yes created yeah. that tension knowing that someone else was after her as well like uh-huh. that worked really well in the show and I think yeah. they didn't meet at the palace in the show because of the other uh, thing that was going on with the six of Gro- the the crows right yeah that's true and the plot twist of the darkling being the black heretic heretic <laughs> heretic heretic yeah okay uh, okay and that takes us to act three where or like the end or yes still in the end of act two where she runs away and reunites with Mel again and like tries to survive and then he has the idea of like going after the stag and the moments between them where like they tell each other what happened to them and the hardships they went through I think the climax could be when the stag was killed yes when the stag was was killed and that bone thing was put on her Mm. I think that's the climax and the resolution is when she finally realizes that she has the power to to control it herself mm-hmm. and stands up for herself and literally beats the darkling to death or something like that <laughs> yeah like but like in the book of course it's uh, like resolutions are always bigger than than films and yeah mm-hmm. and more like tv shows where like a lot of events happen in the in the in act 3 where like the Darkling, uh, like, shows off, her, like, her power and what he can do with it, like, and, like, sort of eats, let the Shadowfold eat this uh, city or, like, you know, the part uh, where he kills oh, all yeah. those people. Yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember. Really, the coolest thing in the show is, like, you have always needed me, but I never needed you. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Yeah. Remember? Oh, that was yeah. so cool and sweet at the same time. And that like moment of goodbye between her and Mel uh before the shadow fold, I think that was epic. I don't know why they didn't put it in the show, to be honest. <laughs> uh in the cells. Like the night in the cells. Oh uh, yeah. I'll tell you why. Because the intimacy level that is in the book is way too high for the show. I mm-hmm. think it would have put the 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 people in the show really wanted to fro- prolong that part of the relationship mm. and to really keep people on their toes and rather focus on the chemistry between her and the darkling because it's like the darkness, the evil, it's more like sexy and attractive, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And M- Mal is more vanilla. Maybe. <laughs> Not really, not really. He's way more than vanilla. (laughs) But um, I think they want to build up more to it, you know? Like we said previously, build the tension. And I think if if they had included that scene, um, and I think not including it makes it more special, like when you read the novel. Like it's like a bonus scene Hmm. um, that you didn't get to see that only we readers know about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it's a win-win 
I mean, it's it would be nice to see it maybe in season two. <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> Not really, because the part that part of the story is over. <laughs> Like, they're not going to lose each other or something. I hope. No. Like, let's get to that uh, part in the predictions. Let's get, <laughs> yep. <laughs> let's open that door later. <laughs> okay. One thing we really loved about uh, this book or the story that the love arc was, um, like, sort of a secondary arc. It wasn't a romance, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that made it, like, really strong. I... Like, I'm all for, like, romantic fantasies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, it was refreshing to read something that was more about um, the world than the uh, love, the love story, relationship, yeah. the love story, you know? I think it was, it kind of reminded me of The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. The oh, Hunger Games, yes. it did have kind of love story, but not really, you know, mm. like, it was... Sort of wasn't more about the stakes uh, yes yeah and and some of it wasn't even romantic and some some of it was like calculated steps or mm-hmm. um because of the public you know we need to do this so we earn points or we need to do that and then like sort of catching feelings in the process <laughs> so <laughs> it was also like kind of like with alina and the darkling so they had to have this facade for the public and then maybe like in the show you can really see how she loves the sort of attention she gives him when they're in front Mm. of people Mm -hmm. um like sort of the light flirting the whispers the the husky voice (laughs) in her ear (laughs) the tall man standing in front of her (laughs) uh yeah but they're both tall so (laughs) they're both pretty tall yeah. yeah But I think if I had to pick one, looks-wise, I think I'd pick Mal. Yeah? Yeah. Although maybe if he had hair, that would be better. Because <laughs> he had like a complete... Buzz cut. cut. Yeah. Buzz cut, yeah. Military Which is not haircut. bad. It suited him. Yeah. It certainly suited him. Not everyone can pull it off. But when he was a kid, he had hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He had amazing hair. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about as well for in the book, we had less interaction between Alina and the Darkling. And yeah. I'm wondering why they intensified that in the show. In the show. Like in the book, there so. was no room for them to actually fall in love. Although at some points, you think the Darkling liked the idea of being in love with her, you know? Like, yeah. He was definitely in love with the idea of her being the savior and being able to control her soon and conquering the world and uh sort of like that i think Mm. it wasn't really an emotional attraction towards each other because they didn't really have any intense conversations um Mm. even in the show it was all about like her powers and changing the world and saving everyone and it wasn't like about her Mm -hmm. you know or about him yeah like simple conversations and just playing the wounded boy uh like who suffered because of his ancestor Mm -hmm. but with mal it was so much more of a stronger bond and that was way more interesting to explore Mm -hmm. as like a viewer and a reader um to see where this could go because 
like someone you can really tell if they have history you you want that to um continue you know like you want to see where it goes but you're also intrigued by that other person who keeps ta- who keeps attracting her attention i was like hmm what's he like though <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyway there was definitely a lot of foreshadowing where that relationship was uh concerned during the dark thing <laughs> yeah mm. um like there was this one I think it was uh, after after he kissed her in front of the lake. And she was like, when I stumbled back to my room, I fell into bed, my skin damp and pink, my hair in wet tangles. I felt flushed and boneless, but my mind was still whirring. I focused and summoned the warm wash of sunlight, making it dance in, sl- in slivers across the painted ceiling, painted ceiling, letting the sure rush of power soothe my nerves. Then the memory of the darkling's kiss flew through me and rattled my concentration, scattering my thoughts and making my heart swoop and dive like a bird, like a bird born aloft by uncertain currents. The light shattered, leaving me in darkness. Like things like that, I kept catching because I know what was going to happen uh, because I, we watched the show. Yeah. Uh, like things that like that kept ca- like catching my attention, you know. You know, huh? Okay. <laughs> and like Bagra kept keeps telling her, "Your power serves you, because that is its purpose. Because it cannot help but serve you." You know, <laughs> it's that even even Alina's comments after that was like sometimes I felt like there was a shadow in Bagra's words, a second meaning she wanted me to understand. But the work I was doing was hard enough without guessing it's the secrets of a bitter old woman. Oh, Alina, if you just... <laughs> <laughs> if you just paid attention. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes as well was, uh, I wanted to laugh, to sing, to shout. At last, there was something that belonged wholly and completely to me. That was when she finally let go and used her power. Oh, Right. Oh, that's a lovely quote. Yeah. I haven't really paid attention to quotes this time. I don't know why, because I had so many other things to do alongside <laughs> reading the book. So it was... Yeah, just... you have a lot on your plate with your master's and all the other books you're reading. Oh, <laughs> I don't <yeah>. envy you. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why the reason why I might not be talking that much in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah anyway, I, I realized and I'm like... You're silent, and I'm like, okay, Khalim, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> She'll chime in soon. <laughs> okay, so that's why. Okay. I'm, I mean, I feel like you're afraid to talk about another book, you know, <laughs> by accident. <laughs> Believe me, I am. <laughs> I'm, like, afraid to integ- integrate anything that shouldn't be talked about right now. <laughs> okay. There was this quote that you wrote, though, in the, in our notes that was, like, pretty epic on social media as well. Ah, oh, fine. Make me your villain. <laughs> they were like, did he just say fine? <laughs> Why say fine? <laughs> fine. Make me your villain. <laughs> fine. Fine. He, fine. Has, okay. he, has, he has this way of, like turning his like mouth downwards you know yeah. uh-huh. 
And I tell you what, I listened to the audiobook and the uh, the voice actor or the narrator mm-hmm. uh, really did a good job with making his voice very smooth but also like threatening at the same time it was very mm. chilling okay <laughs> but he was also very calm which is very very weird um and i think she did a better job than the actor actually <laughs> <laughs> which might be insulting to the actor because she was a woman and he was a guy so <laughs> he would have been he should have been better at it <laughs> uh because in the novel in the novel you have these descriptions of where he doesn't really raise his voice mm. or he's like calm mm. he doesn't really get angry he just whispers <laughs> or something like that <laughs> yeah and whenever he like gives commands to soldiers he's like always so casual and never really freaks out and that like calm nature can really be stressful after a while you know mm-hmm. you Once never know get... you never know it's under this la- the layer you know his layer yeah. of calm yeah yeah <laughs> but in in the show there was these moments as well like um when he was like her name is alina starkov <laughs> and she's going to save all of us <laughs> uh-huh. and <I'm> like <laughs> Why is he whispering to a room full of people? <laughs> no, no. I remember even in the tent, mm-hmm. in the scene, the description in the novel, the way he started to address everyone was mm. exactly the same as it was described in the book mm. from the show. Yeah. So in the show, in the show, you have them like everyone's like talking to each other, and then all of a sudden he comes in, but not with a raised voice. Hmm. Where he says, quiet, everyone, I'm going to talk now. No, <laughs> yeah. That's not how it would happen. He's like, all right, tell me what happened. Like, you know, he's like completely chill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. What's our next point? Predictions. <laughs> Predictions. Prediction. <laughs> Predictions. <laughs> Attention. <laughs> so... For those of you who have joined us for the first time in this episode, we usually have predictions where in the only when we have a series uh, that we are reviewing and those usually come at the end of the episode where we come up with ideas of what might happen in the next book. Um, This might be pointless for people who have already read the whole series, but it might also be entertaining for you because (laughs) we might be saying some things that might be completely off track and you already know what happened. (laughs) (laughs) And let us know for like, let us know for like, so off the hook, please. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should make a post about that as well. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. We should. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to leave you that one, this one. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. So we had this feeling of the reason why we came up with the first question is, um, could there be something more going on between the Darkling and Alina in the next book? Because we thought of why is everyone so obsessed with the quote, fine, make me your villain. You know, what is so... unique about this quote you know there must be some context behind it that is resolved in book two or book three Mm -hmm. let's hope it's two because we can't wait for three (laughs) so we were wondering if 
because something might not be um going well between mal and alina's relationship because mm. we thought maybe the collar could be a deal breaker for mal and alina mm. there was a comment that mal or a feeling he had at the end right was yeah it? he was like he wanted to who wanted her to take it this off as soon as possible and she was like wait maybe we'll need it later and like he was off put you know uh-huh so for those of you who have read shatter me that kind of brought me back to when i hope i'm not spoiling anything for people who haven't read the, that series shatter me <laughs> um so there was a character adam and juliet and then she sort of had like a huge character development to the end of the novel and then adam was really put off by her the new her so basically the new you mm-hmm. um from her perspective and that kind of um ruined their relationship a little so yeah. we 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 really hope fingers crossed that this does not happen with alina and mel we want them to be endgame but we also want to know if there's anything gonna be more going on between the darkling and <laughs> darkling and alina <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a seesaw situation yeah because that would be complicated you know it would have layers with alina mm-hmm. and, and mal it's sort of yeah they have their hardship and like they sort of like was separated from each other and then came back yeah. together and like didn't tell each other how they felt their whole lives um but yeah uh in the end like it's sort of easy like Book-wise. It's too easy. Yeah. I know. In real life, that's not easy. <laughs> in real life, no, that's no. ending, endgame. But in, in like, book-wise, that's that's easy. You know, you, you know this mm-hmm. is where they're going to go for. So we're trying to think out of the box here. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but going back to mm-hmm. the color thing, I wanted to think about, is it even possible to remove it? Because in the show... She had it like she melded it with then, with like her bones, yeah. Yeah, she melded it into her body, so it must be a painful process to remove it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they chose to do that in the show, and I'll just leave it as a color, um, does that mean that's not like an important thing later on? And like we're so way off the <laughs> the what's going to happen. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. But also, in regards to the Darkling as well, like in the end of this, the very ending, we had him coming out of the shadow fold with his fellow creatures. <laughs> follow me. <laughs> like he was like, follow. Follow me. Follow. No, it wasn't even me. It was just follow. <laughs> I swear to God, he has the weirdest dialogue on this planet. <laughs> like, fine, make me... Like all right, make me your villain, would have sounded so much better, or fair enough, make me your villain, or something like that. <laughs> Not fine. <laughs> fine is when you... Th- anyway, never mind. It's like, will you have omelette? Yes, fine. <laughs> fine, all right. <laughs> fine with me. <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah, like, now he came back more powerful than before, so I'm guessing there... And he was already powerful to begin with, Yeah. so... I'm guessing there is a lot of going on, uh, like going to go go. Like, what am I saying? Go go. 
go to the go-go <laughs> what is going to go on between them uh power wise <laughs> all right so i think i have maybe this idea of hate attraction you know when you have like Mm-hmm. moments in a show where s- people they hate each other so much that they're attracted to each other <laughs> yeah <laughs> something like that okay because i'm like thinking of how what is his goal you know he comes out of the shadow fold with like a whole army mm-hmm. who is he gonna use this army on you know he doesn't have an agenda except for alina who basically heard him not just physically, but his manly pride as well. Uh, <laughs> so and I'm Mal maybe. and everyone. <laughs> but I, I can't imagine that he's taking all this army just against one person. That would be kind of unfair, maybe. Mm. So his goal is larger. He wants to maybe take over towns and rule them, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or instill fear on, on everyone and sort of control them. Um Plus, plus what he, what he did is going to, like, make the humans uh, more more afraid no, of, of Grisha and hate them again. <gasps> so he sent oh them God. back to square one. So there right. is going to be that fight, definitely, of, like, the Grisha finding their place, of the Grisha choosing between the Darkling and Alina <laughs> and uh, wow. the Sun Summoner, I mean. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there is going to be that. <laughs> Well, in that case, I think we will definitely have a moment of where the Grisha people will start to believe in the Sun Summoner. Hmm. Which reminded me right now of one of my favorite scenes in the show was... Uh, I don't know why I didn't mention this before. But when when uh, one of the Six of Crows, the lady assassin... Can you remember her name? Um... um. Uh, Inej, Inej, Inej. Inej. Um, actress is called Amita Suman. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, getting back to the point was when uh, Alina was performing her powers in the room, ballroom. I'm gonna say maybe Mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, and she saw her um, using the powers and started believing. So I'm assuming that maybe something like that will start happening with the common people. You know, mm. people who hate Grisha. Yeah. And maybe if she performs her powers in front of actual people, like the the commoners, that she will win them over somehow. Um, that's just a speculation. I don't know if that will actually happen. <laughs> and if it will benefit her in any way, because... I think humans against a Shadowfold army are pretty useless. I think Grisha against the Shadowfold army would be better or more logical. Definitely, yes. So that's like a better chance of winning. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so yeah, season two is going to come next year, I hope. (laughs) And uh, we're going to read the second book and we're going to... Like review it as well hopefully sooner than later <laughs> yeah hopefully <laughs> okay we'll see we'll see what are we doing next handmaid's tale or outlander or the duke and i i'd say the duke and i okay or what would you prefer no. I think handmaid's tale 
Thank you for making it to the end of chapter 35. Next up, we will be reading a book we're sure most of you have heard of, a Bridgerton novel, The Duke and I, written by Julia Quinn, which inspired the new series on Netflix. We post on the last Wednesday of each month, so we'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, happy reading and stay safe, everyone. Mark the page for chapter 36.